Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the October 25th, 2023, 195th edition. Always broadcasting from the Somark Studios. Colleen Daniel is in Studio West, and we're here with the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, Sports, and Conversation. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Early voting has begun in Mansfield. We talk details on future land use in a moment with the councilman. Major changes in store as city takes over big league dreams. We'll take a look at some of the events taking place around town as we head into the Halloween weekend. In sports, Timberview marches on in a big way. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with the Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes and nonprofit executive director Cynthia Daniels about the North Texas Transportation Network. We are Mansfield's only source for news and conversation. This is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this. An enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grandview has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion. Be it a graduation or school function, art exhibition, or birthday or anniversary party. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grandview Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. Hi, my name is Kenneth Rose, President and CEO of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield. You are listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. Mansfield residents, along with all registered voters in Texas, are being asked to decide the fate of 14 constitutional amendments during the upcoming November 7th election. Many of the amendments on the ballot would create or alter funds to support higher education research, water infrastructure, gas-fueled power plants, broadband infrastructure, and maintenance and creation of state parks. Several other amendments on the ballot address taxes by raising the homestead exemption for homeowners from $40,000 to $100,000, creating some tax exemptions for medical equipment and childcare facilities, and banning lawmakers from imposing wealth taxes without voter approval. And finally, other amendments would affect Mansfield residents in certain professions by granting retired teachers cost-of-living raises, raising the mandatory retirement age for state judges, and protecting generally accepted farming and ranching practices from state and local regulation. To cast your ballot in person, here is what you need to know. Early voting has begun and will run through Friday, November 3rd. 
Election Day is Tuesday, November 7th. In Mansfield, voting centers are located at the Mansfield sub-courthouse at 1100 East Broad Street and the community room at Newsom Stadium at 3700 East Broad Street. If either of these locations are not convenient, voters can cast a ballot at any voting center within the county in which they are registered. The Mansfield City Council held a regular scheduled meeting last Monday evening, and the following opinions of those are of Casey Lewis this time and not Michael Evans, and may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Uh, Our mayor is uh, traveling on on city business, and so we welcome Councilman Casey Lewis back to About Mansfield. Hey, Steve. It's always good to come hang out with you. Y'all had a short meeting Monday night, and I, I, I still can't figure out why. It's funny that you say short, because my day started at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> with all the executive meetings and the uh, the, the work sessions. Exactly. So, when we have subcommittee meetings before as well. Okay. So yeah, you, you want to get into what you guys did before 6 o'clock? Or? Yeah, sure. So my day started at 11 a.m. Yeah. I'm, I'm the chair of the transportation subcommittee. We talked about um, the council has allocated $125 million toward roadway improvements in town, Mm. either new roadways to create better interconnectivity between places or to expand and get our intersections clear. Um, So all of those went through study over the last six months or so. We have the money allocated over the next five years. We just need to get the priorities and council's focused on trying to get as many of these projects done in that five-year period uh, that will have the biggest impact on making it easier to get through intersections or just making it easier to navigate around town. So, can, can we get more roundabouts? We are working on as many roundabouts as we can put. Uh, probably <laughs> like Broad and 360 would be a great place. For oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> for anybody that thinks I'm serious. <laughs> yes. By the way, I was, I was in Ohio about two weeks ago and there were freeway off-ramps that once they reached the boulevard, they were roundabouts. I don't think that flies here. No, no. I'm just <laughs> going to say, though, it worked, but yeah. Yeah. It's, but as part of the Transportation Committee, uh, actually as the chair, then does that also include the, the, the mini transit that's coming? That would be anything that has to do with getting from point A to point B. So it's everything from sidewalks to uh, to bike lanes, to mm-hmm. traffic, vehicular traffic, to the future rail line that'll come through here, to the microtransit system. Anything that has to do with getting around Mansfield or getting out of Mansfield or into Mansfield falls under the transportation subcommittee. So we talked about what roads we're going to be doing. And then we also uh, got a preview of a tool that's going to be available for the public so that you can also see, hey, here's the five-year plan. Here's what roads are coming. Here's how much money we're spending on roads. Um, it's about 40% of the total capital capital improvement budget is going to new roads. I mean, we're very aggressive on uh, either fixing potholes or creating better alternatives to get through intersections. Anything else happen in the work session or should we get into six o'clock? Yeah. So work session, we also had the cultural arts master plan. Yeah. Um, That has gone through about a year long process and they gave the final presentation to city council. That'll be up for adoption in November. Um, But the goal is to be a cultural arts destination in the Southern portion of DFW by 2035. And what does that mean? A Uh, cultural arts destination. That means we're going to have a lot of art, everything from performing arts to visual arts to public art sculptures and murals and all of that there Mansfield is surprisingly a very diverse economic hub mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of 
different art programs, um, more so than our surrounding communities. We have we have a Philharmonic Orchestra here. We have fantastic arts programs. Um, so it is it is a goal of the city um, city city council and all of the arts organizations in town to be the go-to place when you think of arts. If you're anywhere in the southern portion of DFW, you're coming to Mansfield for that. Yeah. Um, we also got an update for the 2040 future land use plan. Talk about it. Uh it's almost finished. It's been a year-long <laughs> process. Um, the plan is written. The public will have their first opportunity for to review the final plan uh, next Monday night. It'll be at BCB Live in downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an open house starting at 4.30. And then there will be a speaker, Jeff Speck, who gives a, a keynote presentation uh, after that. So two events next Monday night starting around 5 p.m. in downtown Mansfield. And that's to talk about the future. That's to talk about the future of our city. and The what vision. We think it, the vision and what, what that land use plan, that land use plan will be the guiding document for our city, uh, for city council, city staff, and the development com- community over the next 15 to 20 years. And Jeff Speck was here on the podcast back in June, episode 177 and 178. For those listeners who want to go back and listen to uh, what the urban planner has to say when he visited Mansfield for a couple of days prior to being on on the uh, the, the the podcast and and his opinions of of Mansfield and and so I'm excited to hear that he is uh, going to be working with, uh, with with the city and and interested to see what he comes up with. Yeah, so Je- we actually hired Jeff Speck's firm recently to uh, to help with the redesign of. Uh, historic downtown Main Street and Broad Intersection. And so their team is working on that right now. So that was everything before the meeting. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, the Veterans Day Parade's coming up. It is on November 11th uh, in downtown Mansfield. 10 a.m. will be the Veterans Day uh, Parade and Salute. Uh, there's also a Veterans Benefit Seminar this Saturday, uh, October 28th starting at 10 a.m. at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Um, If you're a veteran in town or a family member of yours is a veteran, you should probably go out and learn about all of the uh, benefits that are available to you or your family. Let's get into the consent agenda. There were 10 items. And as I say with with Michael every time, uh, let's get into the sexy ones. And I I think Big League Dreams came up on the uh, consent agenda. Uh, So... We did hire a company called Kemper Sports that they're going to work through the transition plan with Big League Dreams. As you know, uh, the city terminated the lease agreement with Big League Dreams as the operator, and the city will be taking that over on December 1st. Um, But there's a lot to do between now and December 1st, as well as the months following that. Um, We need to get an inventory of everything that's there, understand the condition of the facility, and come up with a plan for the future. Uh, That's going to take a lot of our own staff time. Uh, where they should be managing our existing parks facilities and doing that. So we hired Kemper using our hotel occupancy tax funds because Big League Dreams is a big driver of oh, hotel sure. occupancy tax. So we we are using the funds from hotel occupancy to pay Kemper uh, for this transition plan and an analysis of the facility. Uh, so that that's a big one. Uh, another one that people in East Mansfield may be interested to know is the Seton Bridge. You know, we reconstructed that a few years ago uh, to stop the erosion, but there's still no sidewalk. There's no safe way for for school kids to be able to cross the lake to get to Lake Ridge High School. So we actually uh, hired last night a company to design a hike and bike trail that will get over that system. Um, that's kind of step one of the process to ask for federal dollars to be able to build a new hike and bike trail yeah. over the lake to be able to get kids safely to uh, Lake Ridge High School. Skinner Sports Complex sure. 
they're also getting uh, about $500,000 of updates, uh, just fresh paint, new landscaping, uh, more uh, ADA compliance in in the park. Um, that's in addition to they're getting new restrooms and concession facilities that we've already approved that are already under construction. Um, and the Star Center is going to be able to have electric vehicle parking. Awesome. Anything else on the agenda that you want to cover before uh, before you guys checked out to go see the Ranger game? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so the city does own about 110 acres on the east side of 360, just south of Big League Dreams, mm-hmm. north of Lone Star uh, Parkway. And so the city owns that. That is designated as our entertainment district. That's right. where High Five just recently got approved to be built. Uh, we've got a sports complex in the works. We've got a hotel and convention center. Um, so one of the first parts of that uh, that development taking place is to get the zoning in place. So we approved the SOMA form-based code zoning district there that would allow for everything from, you know, 10-story, 20-story commercial office buildings to a con- hotel convention center all the way down to the entertainment and restaurant and dining destinations. So all this kind of goes along with the cultural arts plan of being the the art center of the Metroplex. And now you've got the entertainment that goes along with the art. Yeah. All of those pieces are kind of finally starting to, we've been putting these pieces in place for a few years now. They're all finally starting to come to fruition through either zoning or master plans or economic development agreements. And all of the, all of the pieces that voters have approved and allowed uh, the city council to use taxpayer dollars to go after these type of things, we're actually able to do it now. Anything else on the agenda? That was it. We got out pretty, you can say early if we started at 11 a.m. We got, we got out about 7.40 last night, got home in time to see the Rangers win. Awesome. Uh, that's a moment with the councilman, Councilman Casey Lewis, and uh, always a pleasure to have you here filling in for for Michael Evans. And, you know, we ought to have you back. We For as many times as you've been here, we've never actually done an actual interview of who is Casey Lewis. Oh, we should probably do that. We'll call it like Cocktails with Casey or something. There you go. Thanks for being on Thanks, Bad Mansfield. Mansfield City Council voted unanimously in September to terminate the maintenance and operating agreement with Big League Dreams due to a failure to comply with all terms of the agreement. In addition, the city received continuous communications from citizens regarding complaints about the condition of the facility. The sports park, located at 500 Heritage Parkway, opened in 2008 through a public-private partnership where the city of Mansfield owned the property and Big League Dreams operated and maintained the facilities. The park features eight ball fields, an indoor pavilion, two sports club restaurants, batting cages, a playground, and pro shop. The city's Parks and Recreation Department has begun assessing the facility to determine its full condition. All or part of the park will likely be closed in the coming months for a full facility feasibility assessment. The City of Mansfield is allowing the current leagues and tournaments to finish their seasons at the facility through November. The City has made no determination regarding future operations, management, and maintenance of big league dreams. Those conversations will be ongoing as staff completes the full assessment. Any repair or operational contracts for the facility will follow the standard bidding process, which will be announced and handled via traditional formats. The City of Mansfield begins sole control and responsibility for all Big League Dreams Mansfield Park operations beginning Friday, December 1st, 
2023. It's that time of year again to get your little ghosts and goblins into their baseball and princess costumes and make the rounds to the Halloween events that will be happening around town. There are plenty of them, so get a pen and paper ready and see how many you can attend. In chronological order, we start with the Mansfield Farm and Cottage Market. They will be hosting their fall harvest celebration on Saturday, October 28th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the lot downtown. There will be an apple bobbing challenge, pie baking contest, Thanksgiving recipe exchange, mini carnival games, a raffle, yard games, a puzzle table, live bands all morning, and treats for everyone. The lot downtown, 8 to 2 at 108 South Main Street. St. John Lutheran Church presents their annual trunk or treat on Saturday, October 28th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the church. Bring your children in their costumes and the trunk hosts will load them up with treats. Use their photo props to take pictures. The Yum Yum food truck will be on site selling kid-friendly American and Tex-Mex treats, and pumpkins will still be available for purchase. St. John's Lutheran Church, 11 to 3 at 1218 East Debbie Lane. First Methodist Mansfield will be hosting their 2023 Fall Family Extravaganza on Saturday, the 28th. From 3 to 5.30 p.m. at the main campus parking lot, the entire parking lot will be covered with trucks, treats, and tons of fun, including live music, trunks with games and candy, decorate a donut, a cakewalk, hayride, pumpkin patch, a chili cook-off, hamburgers, and so much more. First Methodist Mansfield, 3 to 5.30 at 777 North Walnut Creek Drive. Taking a look at Sunday, Community of Hope Methodist Church presents their Trunk or Treat 2023 on Sunday, October 29th, starting at 4 p.m., You and your family are invited to their annual trunk or treat. This evening includes costumes, candy, bounce houses, and hot dogs, and is open to anybody and everybody. Community of Hope Methodist Church, starting at 4 p.m. at 1800 East Debbie Lane. Walnut Ridge Baptist Church hosts their annual fall festival on Sunday, the 29th, from 4 to 6 p.m., including trunk or treat, bounce houses, a petting zoo, face painting, pumpkin decorating, a dog costume contest, and food trucks. That's Walnut Ridge Baptist Church, 4 to 6 at 1201 State Highway 360. Had enough? Okay, one more. First Baptist Mansfield presents their annual Fall Festival on Sunday, October 29th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., which includes a trunk or treat, bounce houses, food, and lots of candy and fun. First Baptist Mansfield, 4 to 6 p.m. at 1800 East Broad Street. Timberview makes a statement as they continue their undefeated ways, and we'll talk about it because sports... Is next. Imagine a city where innovation knows no bounds, where dreams take flight, and the future unfolds before your very eyes. Welcome to Mansfield, a beacon of growth and a testament to vision. In the heart of Mansfield, a remarkable transformation is underway. But it's not just about the physical landscape. It's about the spirit that drives us forward. A spirit of collaboration that bridges cultures, a spirit of entrepreneurship that fuels prosperity, and a spirit of community that binds us as one. Mansfield is more than just a place. It's a canvas where diversity paints the picture of progress. From art festivals that ignite creativity to tech hubs that redefine boundaries, this city celebrates every voice, every passion. Mansfield, 
where growth knows no limits and the vision is limitless. Brought to you by the unstoppable spirit of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. In sports, five MISD football teams played four games. All the home teams won. Unfortunately, two of the MISD teams were visitors. Let's check the scores. The big star of the season, of course, is undefeated Timberview, who made national headlines this past week by upending Dallas Sunset 90-0. The Wolves posted 63 points by halftime, while third string and JV players reportedly cruised through the second half. Elsewhere, a lone field goal made the difference in the game as Waxahachie nipped your Mansfield Tigers 16-14. Both teams scored two touchdowns each, but it was a third quarter field goal that gave Waxahachie the edge. A missed extra point by the Indians gave your Tigers some fourth quarter hope, but Mansfield's last minute touchdown just wasn't enough to seal the deal. Mansfield falls to five and three and are looking to overcome a three-game losing streak. Friday night lights at Newsom found Legacy and Lake Ridge going head-to-head. The Broncos overtook the Eagles 27-14. Legacy's win puts them at two and six for the season, while Lake Ridge continues their quest for their first win. And finally, Summit won their Friday home conference game against Everman, a score of 40 to 14, taking their overall season to five and three. Let's take a look at the highs and lows across the state. Lubbock Kingdom Prep defeated Midland Holy Cross. 92 to 68. And the low score comes from East Texas, where Dieball traveled an hour south to Cold Spring Oakhurst and walked away with a three nothing win. The biggest goose egg in the state? goes to our very own Timberview High School. That score again, Timberview 90, Dallas Sunset 0. If you have a comment about the show, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, what's on your mind, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach out to us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. This coming Thursday, October 26th is National Day of the Deployed, a day that honors all service members who have been deployed while in service of the United States. It also honors the sacrifices their families have made during the deployments. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that nearly 73% of Americans serving in the armed forces during World War II were deployed overseas? National Day of the Deploy was founded back in 2006 in North Dakota, and by 2012, all 50 states recognize the October 26th holiday. It's also a day that hits home, as my son-in-law, who proudly serves our country via the U.S. Marine Corps, is preparing to set sail next month for a seven-day Asian Pacific tour. Godspeed to Austin Harrington, his company, and their family members affected by the deployment. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Want to avoid getting the flu this season? I'm Angel Biasati. We'll talk about it next in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we are diving into the top questions sellers ask on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will take your martini game to a tart, fruity new hype. We are Mansfield's only source for news, sports, and conversation. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. 
With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. Congratulations to Leslie Sutherland, who was the first person to correctly answer last week's Mansfield trivia question. Who was Mansfield's first librarian? Leslie knew that Mansfield's first librarian was Ida Nichols, and she served for 31 years. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and are you ready to make your voice heard? Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, where creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs Since 2010, you can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Colleen, 
Get to it. Well, Steve, opened in November 2015, the Chris W. Burkett Service Center houses multiple city departments, including the Water Utilities Division, Code Compliance, Building Maintenance, and Street Operations. The building's namesake, Chris Burkett, served the city of Mansfield for 32 years, from 1984 until his retirement in 2016. This week's trivia question is, what title did Chris Burkett hold on the day of his retirement? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was Chris Burkett's title on the day of his retirement? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati is here with tips on how to avoid getting the flu this season in Methodist Mansfield, News to Know. Angel, Washing your hands with soap and water is one of the best ways to get rid of germs. If soap and water are not readily available, you can use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer, but be sure it contains at least 60% alcohol. Germs can spread from person to person by shaking hands, turning doorknobs, and even typing emails on your computer or keyboard. But whenever you touch another person or touch an object another person has touched, you're collecting germs on your hands. And touching your own mouth, eyes, or nose exposes you to whatever germs you've collected. That makes hand washing the most important step you can take to prevent illness and disease. So wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. A good rule is to make sure you're washing your hands long enough to sing happy birthday twice. It's also important to get a nice froth of soap on your hands. Make sure you wash between your fingers, both the tops and bottoms of your hands and your nail beds. And if you wear jewelry, you need to remove it or make sure you get that lather and friction underneath. Then rinse completely and dry. Another way to stop the spread of germs is to cover your coughs and sneezes. When coughing occurs, it's best to cover your mouth with a facial tissue and wash your hands afterward. The same thing goes for sneezing. You should sneeze into the crook of your elbow rather than out in the open area around you. You should also wash your hands before you eat or prepare food, after you touch raw produce and meat, and after you use the restroom. You should also wash your hands after sneezing or coughing, touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, or coming in contact with someone who may be sick. Whether you use soap and water or hand sanitizer, all of these strategies will help minimize the likelihood that you will pick up a cold or flu. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke answers top questions that home sellers have on their minds in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? Over the last couple of weeks, I've covered the top questions that buyers ask when buying a home. Let's shift gears and start answering common questions that sellers ask. Question number one, how do I prepare my home for sale? Oh boy, we are starting off strong as there is not a simpler question, yet one that can be more tied to emotion. 
Preparing your home for sale is essential to attract potential buyers and maximize your selling price. Some sellers are certain that a buyer should be able to see past dramatic colors or worn carpet or clutter. But the hard, cold truth is that most cannot. And those that can are sometimes going to reduce their offer price because of it. So to prepare your home for sale, you'll begin by thoroughly cleaning and decluttering. Repair any noticeable issues such as leaking faucets or chipped paint. We have a staging consultant come through your home and give you a list of to-dos to help the professional photos really show off your home. This preparation and effort from the sellers can help buyers visualize themselves living in the space. Additionally, focus on the home's curb appeal with landscaping and exterior improvements to create a positive first impression. Question number two, what's the right listing price for my home? Determining the correct listing price for your home requires careful analysis of the local real estate market. Your real estate agent will perform a comparative market analysis known as a CMA and assess recently sold properties similar to yours in terms of size, location, condition, and amenities. This analysis helps identify a competitive and realistic listing price that attracts potential buyers while ensuring you receive fair market value for your property. Number three, should I hire a real estate agent to sell my home? While it is certainly possible to sell your home without a real estate agent, their expertise and experience will significantly benefit the selling process. An agent can help you navigate the complexities of pricing, marketing, negotiations, and paperwork. We have access to a network of potential buyers and will showcase your property effectively. Additionally, that expert guidance on staging and making necessary improvements to increase your home's appeal to today's buyer and ultimately leading to a smoother and potentially more profitable sale. Number four, what are closing costs and who pays them? Closing costs are various fees associated with the sale of a property, and both the buyer and the seller have their own closing costs. These costs include fees for services like title insurance, escrow, recording fees, transfer taxes, and attorney fees. As a seller, you can expect to cover expenses such as the real estate agent commission, any outstanding property taxes, and your share of the title insurance fees. You may also be asked to pay for a new survey, HOA transfer fees, and possibly even a home warranty for the new buyer. Question number five, how can I make my home more attractive to buyers? Making your home appealing to potential buyers, I'm not sure I said that right. (laughs) This is going to be a sloppy mess and I apologize. Making your home appealing to potential buyers involves a combination of aesthetics and functionality. Consider repainting rooms in a neutral color to appeal to a broader audience and declutter your space to make it feel more open and inviting. Address any necessary repairs, such as squeaky doors, and if you don't, Roger Steinke will. And while I don't usually suggest upgrading areas like the kitchen and the bathrooms just to sell a home, there may be a few specific low-cost projects that will bring exponential returns. We never want to spend a dollar to make a dollar. We want to spend a dollar to make five dollars. Professional staging can also help buyers visualize the full potential of your home, leading to quicker and more competitive offers. But this really is house and location specific. Question six, do I need to disclose any issues with my property? When selling a home, full disclosure is required. 
you must reveal any known issues or defects with the property, whether structural, mechanical, or cosmetic. This should include past problems like water damage, mold, and a history of termite infestations. Believe me, buyers will find out about these things, and failure to disclose material defects could lead to legal and financial consequences, as buyers have a right to know about the condition of the property they are purchasing. You'll want to work closely with your real estate agent on this, and while they cannot tell you what to disclose, they can give you guidance on what is typical. You can always consider obtaining a pre-listing inspection, but you will need to disclose the entire report to the buyer. But the more that you can handle upfront, the less stressful and traumatic the process can be for both buyer and seller. We hate when there is trauma and drama, and sometimes there is both. Maybe tune in a few episodes back where I chat about foundation and plumbing and last minute surprises. Be sure to join me next week as we finish up the top questions that sellers ask. But for now, let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of October 24th, available homes are slightly up this week with 133 homes available for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Resale homes this week range from a $200,000 big fixer, with the list topping out at $2.3 million for an over 7,000 square foot home on two and a half acres. There are 11 homes in Mansfield currently available under $350,000. September year-over-year numbers are in, and the data is mixed, but still indicative of a solid seller's market. It's important to remember that these year-over-year figures do include new construction, which has remained stronger than the resale market due to significant interest rate incentives offered to buyers. Median sales price is up nearly 12% year-over-year in Mansfield, but the number of active listings is down 10% from last September. And following that trend, closed sales are down 7% from last September. Only 95 homes closed in Mansfield last month. Days on market has increased to 60 as the buyer pool has diminished due to rising rate. Burns U.S. housing analysis and forecasts indicated that when mortgage rates move from 7 to 8%, that has priced out an additional 5 million home buyers, and 28 million have been priced out since 2021. That represents a 56% drop in home buyers out there shopping for homes. If you are a glass half full kind of person, like I am, that still means that there are 44% still shopping. While it is less costly currently to rent than to buy, you'd think there'd be a run up in rent prices. But rents have flattened, likely due to the largest delivery of apartments across the U.S. in 40 years. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's always good. As Brian Certain serves up a martini you'll never forget in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the Raspberry Limoncello Martini. If you're ready to take your martini game to tart, fruity new heights, then I have the drink for you, the Raspberry Limoncello Martini. This great cocktail features fresh raspberry muddled, limoncello liqueur, lemon juice, Cointreau, and vodka. It strikes the perfect balance between sweet, sour, and boozy. The sugared rim adds a touch of sweetness to offset the bracing citrus. But don't worry, as always, about taking notes for the ingredients and instructions. I'll always be posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients, five to six raspberries, one ounce of limoncello, a half ounce of Cointreau, one half ounce of fresh, fresh, fresh lemon juice, two ounces of a good vodka, 
and then lemon wedge and raspberries for garnish. And then if you want to rim your glass with sugar, you'll need some sugar. To put the cocktail together, if you're sugaring the rim, wet the outer rim of a chilled martini glass with a lemon wedge, then roll and press into a small plate filled with granulated sugar and then set it aside. In the cocktail shaker, gently muddle the raspberries until slightly broken down and juicy. Then add the limoncello, the Cointreau, the lemon juice, and the vodka, and ice. You can then top and shake vigorously until thoroughly chilled, and then strain into the sugared martini glass and serve straight up. Garnish with a skewered raspberry and lemon twist. The fresh raspberry muddle provides a brilliant color along with the juicy sweet berry flavors that pairs perfectly with the citrus vodka and the liqueurs. The limoncello and the Cointreau offer a light, sweet lemon and orange citrus essences that mingle with the tart lemon juice. Make sure your raspberries are ripe and deeply colored for the best flavor infusion, but you can also substitute other berries like blackberries or strawberries when those are in season. You can even pour some edible flowers on top for an extra flair and then sip this colorful martini at your next Italian dinner party or anytime you're craving a fruit-forward twist on the vodka martini. The limoncello truly elevates this cocktail into a tangy, berrylicious territory. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield Podcast, I'm Brian Certain, and you're still not. We're back in 60 seconds with our interview with the Reverend Katie Hayes and nonprofit executive director, Cynthia Daniels. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction. And after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, I'm Vandella Menifee, professional volunteer. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And there's a new program here in the area called the North Texas Transportation Network to help families of trans and gender diverse children receive the care that they need. And I know to some, this may be a controversial topic, to some... It may not be. Stick with us, please. With us in the studio today is the Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes from Galileo Church. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. I'm glad to be here again. And the Executive Director of the North Texas Transportation Network. Let's just call it the NTTN. That would be the uh, Cynthia Daniels. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. First question right out of the bat is, what is the North Texas Transportation Network. 
Okay, so NTTN was an organization, uh, it's a nonprofit that was developed by Galileo Church um, to provide travel grants for families that have trans or gender diverse minors and are having to seek their health care for their minors out of state. And this comes from um, the 88th Texas legislation where Senate Bill 14 was just signed into law um, on September 1st by Greg Abbott. Help me out here for some of the listeners that that might not know what that is. What what does trans mean and what does gender diverse mean? It means that the way you feel in your mind or I would say in your spirit – uh, in terms of your gender identity, doesn't align with the gender you were assigned at birth. And so say your parents, uh, when you were born, they said, it's a boy, and your parents celebrated that they had a little boy, but in your mind, you've never felt like a boy, and as soon as you had language to articulate it, you started saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are full-on trans, Um, Usually that means that you identify on the other side of the binary spectrum of gender. You're assigned male at birth, but you identify as female or vice versa. Gender diversity is a broader category that uh, includes lots of people who just feel themselves sometimes somewhere in between male and female. In some ways, their gender identity just doesn't align with what their body is sort of transmitting to people. The first thing I think then is is bisexual, but this is not a sexual thing. This is It's not a, a sexual orientation. It's a gender identity. And so everybody has one of each of those. I have a gender identity and mm-hmm. I have a sexual orientation. Okay. My gender identity is cisgender, C-I-S gender, meaning that what I feel in my mind and my spirit align with my anatomy. And that's just a piece of privilege that I never knew to be grateful for until the last several years when I met people for whom that wasn't true. My sexual orientation is straight, meaning as a woman, I want to be with men. Actually, my spouse would like for me to say I am Lance sexual (laughs) because that's my guy now for over 30 years. Um, But everybody has one of each, a gender identity, a sexual orientation. And that surprises some people because if you sort of fit into the under the big part of the bell curve, that just feels very normal to yeah. you. But some people don't fit under that bell curve. Tell us about the the, the North Texas Transportation Network and NTTN. Uh, how does it how does it work? Okay, so people can go to our website, which is nttn.gives. and if they're going there to apply. As families that need the help, there is an apply button that mm-hmm. they select. Um, there's some questions that are asked. There's a, a form that they have to fill out. And then we have a pretty extensive process that we go through to vet to vet them, just, sure. you know, to make sure, one, that they do have a trans or gender diverse minor, two, that they do reside in the 19 counties that make up North Texas, Three, that they do have an upcoming appointment out of state that they need um, money help uh, to travel with. All right. I want to go to Colorado to see see a doctor. Right. That for some services that may not be offered in Texas. Correct. The NTTN, whether you're going to drive to Colorado, where you're going to fly, this organization helps them out. Correct. So, like, we're not telling them how, well, like, what mode of transportation they have to take. 
Um, they get to decide that for themselves. But either way, whether you fly or drive, it's expensive to travel outside of Texas. Um, and so we know that these families desperately need this help. Some families are losing wages when they take their kids out of state for medical appointments. It's not like you can just drive to Colorado quickly, have an appointment, and turn around and come home. You're usually going to see an endocrinologist or a pediatrician. They're going to order some lab work. You're going to have to wait for those results to come back. You have to get prescriptions for gender-affirming care filled out of state because pharmacies in Texas can't do that anymore. So you're talking about sometimes a multi-day stay, and it may involve taking more members of your family than just the child who needs the care. Care. So it can be expensive. The grants we give of $1,000 per trip, up to two trips per year per family, uh, are certainly not enough to cover the whole cost. We want to be generous, as generous as we can, understanding that families will have to come up with some of the funding on their own. And this is an organization that uh, was founded by the Galileo Church. Mm-hmm. Why does Galileo Church think that this is their work to do? Galileo Church is a little over 10 years old, and for most of our life together, we've had a primary missional priority to do justice for LGBTQ people. For us, justice is a public category. It means not just that we're kind to one another within the walls of our worshiping community, but that we actually turn outward and um, look at issues in the public square that are diminishing the dignity, the rights, and the safety of LGBTQ folks. And so you'll find us out there using our voice to say, hey, um, some of the legislation, for example, that's been proposed is no good for our beloveds. In the last legislature, there were over 140 anti-LGBTQ bills passed. We swatted them away the best we could, but some got through, including SB 14, which makes medical care for trans and gender diverse minors illegal in this state, illegal for healthcare providers to do it. So Galileo Church picked it up. Rather than just continue to say, uh, we think this is a bad idea, please don't do it. I mean, once we had lost that fight in the legislature, um, it was necessary for us to turn and say, okay, then how do we go on offense? What can we actually do then? Um, It's no consolation to anyone if we offer our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers are great. I think and pray quite a lot about these things. You're wearing your collar today. I'm wearing my collar. Yeah. (laughs) I pray professionally. Yes. (laughs) But real tangible help for parents who need it, those parents are my neighbors, and I want them to be able to raise their kids with every advantage in this world. So you, the the organization NTTN pays the travel expenses. What then does do the parents pay for? That's a good question. Um, that's I mean, why that's, I'm the host. I yes, ask the good questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's lots of things that would be involved with travel. You know, you've got gas expense, you've got food expense, you've got lodging expense. Yeah, the grants we give are a flat grant of $1,000 per family per trip. Oh, okay. So they spend that $1,000 however they wish for an Airbnb, for gas, for bus tickets, We even for the doctor bills to go, you know, maybe out of the network of your own um, uh, healthcare insurance. All of that is expensive, lost wages, et cetera. So they can use that money any way they want. And we know from experience, from making those trips ourselves, $1,000 is not going to get you there and back. Uh, so they're going to have to make up the rest of that cost somehow. So this is not a an avenue for a minor to have surgery. I'm not a doctor, and okay. neither is Cynthia. 
So it is out of my purview to say whether anybody needs surgery. I don't know whether you need surgery. And I wouldn't deign to try to make decisions about that. I will say, uh, as a layperson, not a medical professional, that the instances where children, minor children, are receiving surgery as gender-affirming care are almost unheard of. That is not what is happening. Gender-affirming care, by far is about helping kids hormonally in their endocrine system uh, be more the person they know themselves to be. It's about medication and the care that we need to take for people who are on medication. Let's talk about the vetting process. How do you determine that someone is eligible for the $1,000? Okay, so they have to provide their physical address. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we go in and check where is that physical address located Um, They have to provide a phone number for us to be able to talk to them on the phone. They have to also provide a referral. And that referral can really come from um, any LGBTQ organization that would be in the area, such as LGBTQ Saves, Equality Texas, Tent. There's numerous ones um, that we also have a relationship with. Um, It can come from a medical health provider, um, a mental health provider. It can come from their pastor. Um, There's multiple ways to go about vetting that referral. Um, And then, you know, we contact the referral, of course, get on the phone with them, just make sure that they can verify that, yes, they do have a trans or gender diverse minor. Um, That's really the best way we have found to be able to answer that question. And then, you know, once they go through the vetting process, as long as we have the funds available, um, they get get their money through Zelle. And through the the process of of fundraising, you you, uh, I know that you were just on uh, CBS Texas News not too long ago. Maybe that helped uh, bring in some funds, a dollar or two. What what is the the primary way that you've been raising funds? So again, that's through our website, mm-hmm. um, nttn.gives. People can go there. There's a donate button. Um, it will ask you a little bit of information because we we discovered that we needed um, to make sure we're collecting at least their address and name so that we can then send out tax statements to them um, for the purpose of filing taxes for the next year. Um, And then they have options of how to give. So right now we're taking um, Zelle and Venmo. Mm -hmm. Um, They can donate with a check. I think we set up Cash App too. Yes, we set up Cash App as well. Um, we're trying not to do PayPal because there tends to be a lot of fees involved with yeah, that. 3% plus 30 cents per transaction. And, yeah. And, and we, <laughs> like our goal is for 100% of the donations right. to then go right back out the door to into the applicant's hands. Mm-hmm. This process of sending a gender diverse or trans minor to another state this is legal, correct? I mean, knowing that that uh, the the medical care is not available here in Texas. We we checked that out. It, it's the first question that lots of people have asked us about this, um, because there's been some other legislation in Texas around reproductive health care that makes mm-hmm. it illegal for me as a neighbor to help my neighbor procure an abortion outside of Texas. 
That's not the case with this. The statute as written, SB 14, says that medical care providers in Texas cannot provide the care. It does not say that families or these kids can't get the care, and it doesn't say that I as a neighbor can't help them get the care. So we checked that out with attorneys at Lambda Legal and a private attorney who's been working with us just to make sure that what we're doing is legal. So we can help people and they can receive funds as a gift from this 501c3 without any tax implications for themselves as well. Who decides what kind of health care these kids get, uh, what doctors they'll see, what kind of treatments are, are best for them? Their parents and their doctors. Period. Period. Their parents and their doctors. There should not be any legislators involved. There should not be any pastors involved. (laughs) I should not be involved in the health care that Cynthia gets for her kids, nor she for mine. We trust parents in consultation with their physicians to make the right decisions for their kids. Let's talk about the money. How many grants do you anticipate giving out, say, within the next month, the next six months, the next year? We have some statistics to go by. Okay. There are 300,000 trans and gender diverse minors uh, within the United States. 10% Mm -hmm. of those reside in Texas. So that's 30,000 minors right there that we know of. Right. Um, And so we're expecting several, like, I don't have a number to give you. (laughs) Okay. Um, But we have already. 30,000 in. Texas, right. you narrow that down to the 19 counties of North Texas, Right. Um, you're probably looking at least 10,000? It's, it's going to be in the thousands. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We can only give out as much money as we have. And there is a disclaimer on the website that says, we're going to give these out till the money is gone. So what right now, we hope we're on the upside of that, like building up that fund um, to, so that we can give it away. And, and we'll give it away as quickly as people ask for it, as long as it's in the account. Galileo Church seeded the account with um, $10,000, and Galileo Church is picking up all the administrative costs. Mm. And all the people doing the work, like Cynthia, are volunteers. So there's really no overhead for this. Donations that come in are going to go right out to families. How can people help? Money, money, money. Money makes it go. <laughs> I hate to say that, and it's a little bit hard to imagine Jesus saying that, money, money, money. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But the truth is, ministry has to be funded. You know, again, it's the thoughts and prayers don't get anybody health care. They just True. don't. True. Yeah. And undoubtedly, there's someone out there listening right now, or maybe they've already tuned out by now, that is, well, this is no concern of mine. This is... Uh, is it a concern of theirs? I mean, it's it's a concern of everybody, isn't it? This is, we're all part of just society, living together. Right. I mean, I have three kids myself, and for the government to come in and say, all of a sudden, I it's illegal for me to get my kids health care that is life-saving for them. Like, I can't, that's just unfathomable. And it's it's about being a human being and about kindness to your neighbors and equity. Yeah. Um not not discriminating against people because of their um gender identity. It's another thing I really can't imagine Jesus saying, this is none of my business. Your suffering right. is none of my business. I yeah. just can't imagine Jesus saying that either. I have a daughter who's autistic and when she was a baby girl, 
um, needed services, early intervention services that were quite, quite, quite expensive and beyond our family's means. We lived in a state at the time with incredibly high property taxes and income taxes, and a lot of those tax dollars were funneled right down to my household to help my spouse and me raise the happiest, healthiest kid we could. And I literally went around the block of my neighborhood saying to my neighbors one at a time, thank you. Thank you so much for helping our family raise our kid. Every neighbor to a person said, we're glad to do it. We're so happy. You have a beautiful, beautiful child. And I want that same spirit to permeate Texas, North Texas, these 19 counties, so that we are looking at each other's children as our corporate responsibility. I want people to love my kids, and I want to love yours. You mentioned Senate Bill 14. It passed at the most recent uh, um, session, legislative session. Is is there a way to overturn it? Is there a way that um, those that are out listening should should or perhaps contact their local um, uh, their state legislator? That would be in this case right here in this area, including this building we're sitting in, would be uh, former Mansfield Mayor David Cook. Uh, do you urge them to to reach out to their legislator and um, and say, "Hey, you guys made a mistake," or or did they make a mistake? I think legislatively, that's going to be really hard. Um, what's in the works right now is that the ACLU, Equality Texas, Texas Freedom Network, they're suing the state of Texas and other states in the nation as well who passed similar legislation in this last year. Um, and I think that lawsuit will work its way through the judiciary. That's yeah. going to be a long process, and we're just sort of waiting. So in a sense, the North Texas Transportation Network is an interim measure. It's what we have to do now. Until justice is served, and we hope that will be soon. And we've got plans for how to dismantle this whole thing that we've built when the time comes. And we're really counting on being put out of business eventually. Wow. <laughs> the I, I, the premise of this lawsuit, I would assume, is because not everybody is receiving fair health care. Yeah, because the treatments and the medications that are prescribed for the best practices for these minors mm -hmm. are the same treatments and medications that anybody else can get. They're, they're completely legal. They're tested, they're safe and effective. They're not saying that the medications or the treatments are wrong. They're simply saying that this kind of person can't have that kind of care. And that's unconstitutional. Right. In the couple of minutes that we have left, yeah, 20 minutes goes like that. Right. Um, in, in the couple of minutes that we have left, do you want to throw out any other statements, comments, words of wisdom? Cynthia? I guess just go to nttn.gives. All of the information is out there. Um, you can apply. You can donate. Katie Hayes? My goal is that every single family of a trans or gender diverse kid in North Texas will know that we are here for them, that we have their back in a real and tangible way. We don't want anybody to suffer for not just for lack of funds to travel, but for lack of a sense that their neighbors like them and support them and trust them. I, I want all families to know that. And if, if I could add one thing. Sure. Um, if you don't know a transgender person, I highly recommend getting to know one. Like, Don't just listen to what the media is telling you about these people. They're beautiful, they're kind, they're humans, and they just want to exist. Executive Director of the North Texas Transportation Network, Cynthia Daniels, and the Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes with Galileo Church.
appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another fine Mansfield resident. You just have to tune in to find out who it is. In the meantime, this is the place right here. You'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and conversation. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar, Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Andrew Miner. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. <laughs>